Welcome back to The Debrief, hosted by British Rowing in association with Junior Rowing News. My name is Tom Morgan and I'm delighted to be presiding over the wrap-up of the first day of A-finals at the Tokyo Olympic Rowing Regatta alongside Anna Watkins, former Olympic gold medalist in the women's double skull, Nicola Benevente, Team GB world-class start coach and Martin Goff, rowing journalist, coach and returner to The Debrief. We're sitting here on the rise of the sun in the Western Hemisphere, digesting a morning of racing that happened whilst much of our nation slept. The first day of A-finals had brought with it that familiar emotional cocktail of ecstasy and disappointment as Team GB came away with a stunning silver medal in the men's quadruple skulls, but secured a hat-trick of that most agonising of finishes, fourth. There were promising results for the hotly anticipated men's eight and women's pair, but I think it's safe to say a night of a fairly mixed results. And, and Martin, if I come to you first... Where, where do we start? I mean, perhaps it seems logical to begin with what was a pretty remarkable silver medal for, for Jack, Harry, Angus and Tom in the quad. It was a great silver medal, wasn't it? And I think it was it was even more so because it's Great Britain's first um, medal in that boat class. And it's the it's the only men's boat class where they where they haven't won a medal before. It's also the only men's boat class where they haven't won a gold medal before. So there's a, there's a target for three years time. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, they they. They hadn't gone into the the event as as favourites. I mean, if you you were looking at it, there were uh, they were probably probably put your money on fourth fourth or fifth in that in that race. Um, and yeah, obviously they were they're in lane one, which is maybe a, maybe a little bit more sheltered than the um, than the rest of the of the lake. But it's not to take anything away from from their performance. Um, they 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 got out there really established themselves. Obviously, shaky start from the Netherlands who. Um, were a class crew and recovered from an early crab and came through, um, and it got a little bit hairy at the at the end there. But they um, they they held on, and that was um, yeah, that was that was a, a, a great medal there. And just touching on the Netherlands, I mean the superlatives almost run dry for that crew. They've been the dominant, almost one of the dominant narratives throughout the Olympiad. Uh, maybe give me give me thirty seconds on your thoughts on them and, and what a regatta the Netherlands had last night in general. Yeah, I mean, the, the, obviously that's that's a that's a great crew. They, they they row beautifully, and the fact that they can row beautifully in those conditions really really says something as well. Um, really good night. I know the the Netherlands have have not had a a great regatta off the water, and apparently they're they're being ostracised because of that um, that COVID positive with the with the single sculler. So there's things like they're not people don't want to travel on buses with them away from the regatta centre and things like that. Um, but despite that. Um, you know, their, their men's double got the silver, um, silver, silver for the women's four as well. Um, their lightweight double looked look really good. Um, they were they were third in their in their semi-final. Um, bronze in the bronze in the women's double. That's that's a that's a cracking return for for one day's work, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Certainly, we we mentioned it on the last debrief, but the rise of another rowing superpower. The Netherlands have always been. I think floating amongst the top contenders, but firmly established now as, as one of the leading nations. And Anna, thanks so much for joining. And maybe if I throw to you next, let's stay on the subject of, of quad skulls. The women's quad, I think there was a lot of hope behind that boat coming into the regatta and not the result they were looking for, obviously, in the, in the, uh, in the initial rounds, but bounced back to win the B final. What, what's your reflection on that boat? Yeah, they had a real tussle through this, um, this regatta. And um, I know coming into the games, that they were very confident, um, that they really wanted to be their own crew and not feel that they were having to, you know, 
live or or row like anyone had rowed before them and I really ad, ad, admire them for that and I feel that there's a lot of a lot of strength in that crew they were going they were going well this season and this um they will be they will be disappointed but they should be proud how they how they rode their B final to be out in front like that is a you know it's a really great feeling for them and it's you know it's a cliche that you've got to learn um from doing but those those girls have you know, not been to Olympics before some of them haven't been to world championships before so everything that came out of that race today um, I think they will they will take with them and then they will take some hunger and some kind of real um, <sighs> some of the things that pushed me on most in my career were the fourth place finishes and the difficult finishes and the B finals and you know you take that anger with you and it can really really help you fight through the through the dark moments so I hope that they um, they come out of it with some some real clarity about what they did well, and not think that they need to throw you know throw the baby out with the bathwater because they because they were in a B final because they did some stuff absolutely brilliantly through this through this Olympics and uh, you know if they're going to go on again, the challenge is to to dissect which which stuff did they do really great and which stuff which stuff they can move on with. One hundred percent, and maybe if we just touch on the A final of the women's quad. The Chinese, I mean, what a performance. What a performance from those guys. Obviously, silver for Poland and a bronze for Australia, who are also having a great regatta. But give me your lowdown on the Chinese, I mean, and what an amazing crew they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, um, it obviously rings, rings some bells, uh, the way that they row, and they've obviously got Paul, Paul Thompson coaching them. And I think that the way that, that quads need to be rowed, um, in a really, really strong um, technical picture uh, because it's a boat that you have to sort of almost bully um, and it's uh, the, the weight of the athletes compared to the weight of the boat means that um, you sort of impose a rhythm on the boat much more than in in a smaller boat or in a sweet boat where the, the, the sort of hull has more influence on the rhythm so I think having having somebody there who can absolutely say right, this this is what we want this is how you know this is how this this squad and there will, there will be a squad rose um i can see that that strength coming through in that in that sculling program there and um you know it it that that's what works for quads that, that just sort of absolute absolute clarity no no time to sort of mess around um uh, being sort of languid or uh, feeling for sort of super niceties it's, it's just absolute um sort of crispness and punchiness and um you know crystal clarity about how it's going to go and I think that's how they row and, and they really deserve that result Christmas is Christmas is a lovely word and I think exactly right in in the quad that's uh, certainly Paul and Steve doing doing good things over in China and Nicola let's let's come to you thank you for joining us and, and welcome to the debrief I think the 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 elephant in the room here is the number four and we we saw three fourth place finishes let's let's start with with the men's four who obviously didn't manage to secure a sixth consecutive gold medal in the four. Maybe, maybe I'd love to hear from you how you think, how you think they might be feeling right now. Obviously, pending the obvious, and and from your perspective as a coach, how how would you go about trying to get this crew to bounce back? Because they're quite a young or a relatively young group. How, how do you how are you thinking about that? Yeah, I think it was. Um... I, it, it's a tough, tough event that the men's for. I think just the the history in it is, um, even if the, the guys have said coming in they they want to stay in their lane, they're just doing their thing, and I think they they kept making a point of that, and I thought that was really really good. Um, but that weight and that history is still there. Um, I think 
coming going through that race. I think that they had they they were coming coming back. I think they they were, they rode like majority of that really really well. I think and they they pushed themselves and I think you see that at the end with the steering just how. I mean, I've never seen that in, a, in in an Olympic race before, but I think that just shows basically what what they put out there and, and what they did. Um, I mean, it's going to be really tough to try and and get them. I think right now it's basic them just going over what they did. They'll probably be grieving quite a lot today, and and probably rightly so. I think moving forward, they'll just need a break get out of it it's been a long five years i think for everyone so those that are, are disappointed will will probably just need some time away just reflect on all the good stuff over the five years kind of get over the lockdowns um and then like you say there's so much talent in that boat that hopefully they can kind of go through that process and come out the other side and go actually you know what we're still hungry we've got the talent we've got the ability and and yeah move forward with that and and let's stay with a bit of synchronicity here the women's four Martin, maybe I spin this back to you. The the new, obviously, addition to the Olympic roster and a fourth place for the GB crew. And we, we should obviously put a word out for the Australians, the Netherlands and, and Ireland, of course, who pipped GB to the third place. But how do you think that crew are going to be feeling given that it's an inaugural staging of that, that category? And, and again, there seems to be legs and longevity in this crew. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, Karen Bennett's in there for for a second games, but um, there's there's certainly the kernel there of a of a, a group that you would expect to to come back for more. Um, I think they had a really good fifteen hundred meters there. It was like they put themselves in a really good place, and and it was just that Irish sprint at the end that that knocked them out of the out of the medals. I know I saw, obviously saw the interviews with them afterwards, and they were they were pretty upset. Um, and and you you would be by by missing out of, on a podium after after five years and especially for Karen having got silver silver last time around it feels like you've 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 not done as as well as you as you have in the past but I think they can be I think they can be pretty pleased firstly with um, with getting to that point and and the, and, uh, and rowing the final as they did but also just looking at their progression through the regatta I mean it wasn't a great heat they had a really good repechage and they managed to reproduce that again in the final so. You know, there's 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 nothing they need to be sorry for. Same as same as the men, really. They they need to they need to, and I'm sure over time they w- they will um, realise that they've really achieved something. It's just that um, when you don't finish on the podium, it doesn't feel like that at the time, does it? Yeah, absolutely. And and maybe this would be an ideal time to segue just briefly to the Australians, who obviously clinched gold in the women's four and the men's four. Now we had Sarah Cook on. A few days ago who was who was naturally quite buoyant about Australia's regatta hopes and it turns out it wasn't all just hot air they are performing very well what, what are your reflections on the Australians particularly given the fact that basically they'd done no competitive racing for nearly two years so to produce the results of that caliber shows what a strong program they have over there it was really interesting to hear Sarah the other day saying that they'd just done it by with internal regattas you know using their under 23s and Obviously, they must have been pitting different different boat types against each other, but to be able to to get that kind of intensity without any external competition at any point um, is, is is quite something. And uh, it's, we mustn't forget that Australia have got a, a, a proud tradition of um, of men's fours as well. You know, the the awesome foursome of the nineties and and uh, Drew Ginn and that who's obviously back coaching now. Um, so, yeah, GB have been on top for the last five, and obviously it's been a, a a GB Australia one one two for the last uh, the last three I think before before this time so 
Um, they've never been far off, um, but uh, the fact that they can they can achieve that level without any sort of any external um, uh, validation through the through the season is really quite something. Yeah, amazing, absolutely. And 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 Anna, I'd love to hear your perspective on the men's double now. Agony for for Graham and John, fourth place, that the worst again of probably finishes you can have in an Olympic final. Um, particularly for, for for Graham, who who obviously missed out on 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 Rio, and you know the the men's double better than anybody, or the, the double skull better than anybody. What, what's your thinking? How do you, how do you think those guys are going to be feeling right now? I mean, I think for all for all the athletes out there, and the, you know the the double in particular, they've had such a mixed year. You know, um, the training. You know, we were just talking about the Australians. They've, they've had internal um, competition, but they've been on the water for two years. So that's a massive spoon in the mix. And then today, there's another huge spoon in the mix, which is this, this crazy tailwind crosswind business. And I think all of the races, that's thrown some randomness everywhere. And the double, the double raced it well. You know, they took it on. Uh, they, they took it by the scruff of the neck. They, um, I just... I, I just think they need to be proud that they were they were quick and in the mix and they and they rode a good race on the day and they won't be because fourth place is just too painful. Um, but all of those crews that came fourth, I mean, the the men's four in particular, I thought they raced like they were going for a gold medal. You know, they they had a silver medal at one point and they set out to um, they set out to overtake for the gold. Um, at halfway, which is incredibly brave, and it's the kind of thing that you do if you are a crew that thinks you know it's gold or bust, and that and that's the way that you that's the way you've got to race if you want to win a gold medal, and you probably cost you a silver or a bronze, and that's what happened to the men's force. They've got to be proud of that. The men's the men's double the same. They've just got to be proud of having, um, you know, taking taking into the conditions, taking into the 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 season that they've had. Um, Taking the fact that there's there's randomness and there's there's crabs going on in in other events and and so on, if you have a have if you have a clean race and you manage to empty everything onto the line, um, you you've got to be able to to live with that. But it, it's so tough for athletes in the British rowing squad who don't come away with medals because so many do. Um, I know that people feel feel like a failure if they if they walk away if they walk away without one, and it will take them some years to get that perspective. Can I, can I ask you, Anna, when when you've been in situations like that before, how long does it how long has it taken you to sort of like put things in perspective and 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 refocus again and 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 sort of bring it together for another year? I mean, it never goes away that the sort of anger. I remember, you know, my my most agonising fourth place was at, at Dorney when we had the World Championships there. So it's a home home games then. Uh, came fourth in the double and I didn't sleep for about four nights you know it's just replaying it and it was on the big screen at the the, the post world's party like they kept showing the finish of the race like why 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 are you showing me this um but I remember you know um the next year thinking all kinds of expletives in my head in the last 500 I am not coming forth again and you know that's that's where it was powerful and that's when it'll be that's when it'll reward them when they um you know, they'll just find that they've got more anger and more uh, hunger for the for the medal than anybody else, and those extra emotions that c- 
can produce physiological results, which is something that I learned really slowly <laughs> in my career. I'm trying to row like a robot for a few years, but it does, it does. <laughs> um, and if they can harness that and, and use it, fuel to the fire, only three years, they haven't got to live with that result for four, you know, and it's, it's, it's got to be used as fuel. 100%. And I, and I read a quite interesting interview with Phelan Hill and Marcin Sauer, who obviously coxed the, the men's eights in the 2012 Olympic final and also in Rio, but particularly in 2012. And Phelan basically said, we lost the silver medal because we went for gold. And that sounds similar to what the, the, women's, the, the men's double and the men's four probably did. And, and it's maybe the GB rowing mentality is you go for gold, you know, you go for bust. And, and if you miss out on it, then you miss out on it. But at least you gave everything and you, you put everything on the line. Yeah, absolutely. And people won't necessarily see that. The wider world will see the fourth place and they won't see the subtleties of how the, those races unfolded and how, um, you know, how brave it is in a rowing race to basically take, you know, a start sprinting it with a K to go because, you know, because you know that's your only shot of a gold medal and you know that it will, it will cost you everything if it doesn't come off. But, you know, that's, 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 that's the British rowing standard and, you know, they need to know that the, the, other, the rowing community understands that and they saw what they were doing and they respect them for it. 100%. And Nicola, let's, let's, let's go to the semi-finals and a couple of certainly more promising results, particularly on the men's eight, which was obviously, obviously the rep, uh, and then the, the women's pair with, with Helen Glover and Polly Swan. Let's maybe start with the, the pair. Second place behind, I think, Greece, who set a new world best time. How do you think that sets the girls up for the final? Um, I think they'll take a lot of confidence from that. Um, I think kind of how how they're playing out and every race is a good race for them. I think they're they're getting back into the swing of things together. Um and I think they'll like there'll be so much hunger in that vote, there'll be so much want, um and there's so much experience. Um and I, I really think that they they will keep learning, they'll take things and they'll be so good at actually going away, analysing it and then going to put it in practice. So, yeah, I think they'll have learnt from that. The Greeks obviously had a, a cracking last 500 um, and yeah, they were nowhere to be seen and came through. And I think that's, can they repeat that? I don't know. But I think for, for our two and for Helen and Polly, um, I think that's a really good place for them to be coming into the final. And I think they'll take some, some real confidence moving forward. I would. I'll ask it straight out, and and maybe anyone can jump in here. But but Nicola, maybe come straight to you. Can they beat the New Zealanders? <laughs> um, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Um, I think it's 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 a it's a tough ask. But I mean, just having a look and exactly what Anna said, the randomness of some things. You don't know what's going to happen out there. There have been yeah crabs all over the place this morning things going on that you just wouldn't expect from an olympic final um and i think it means everything to everyone out there so again people will will put everything on the line when they have to and it'll pay off or it won't um so yeah i i don't know i'm not going to call that but i think it'll be a great race i think with what we've seen of their of their last 500 um so so far this year if they want to beat new zealand they're gonna have to have to be out in front um, I, I, I wouldn't wouldn't want to see them leave it to a to a late sprint. Um, so I, I think you know, as we as we said before, if they have a, if they have a brave start, then um, then perhaps everything's up in the air. Hundred percent. And and coming to New Zealand, obviously pipped GB in the rep to in the men's eight rep to first place. But for some reason, I remain quietly confident in the men's eight. And and Martin, maybe if I if I throw to you on this. 
there's been a lot of chatter since the, the semi where maybe GB got it wrong with their start and there's always been this underlying confidence that the guys will come through and they'll just smash the rep and then they'll smash the final. Now they didn't smash the rep, obviously second doesn't represent a smashing, but I've still got a bit of confidence in them to come through in the final. How are you thinking about that crew at the moment? What do you think, where do you think their heads will be at? Yeah, I mean, firstly, I have no idea what's going on with those, um, the plastic boot that holds, holds them in place for the, for the start because there's been a, a, a problem with that in both of their races so far. So whether it's the, the weight of a men's eight or, or what, but um, it was interesting to see that they'd, sort of, they, they'd prepared for it better this time and when there was a problem with it, again, they were far less rattled by it. It's been really interesting to see so so many GB crews have have stepped on better than their than their rivals from one race to the next um, through through the regatta and you know there was a there was a, a bit of a discussion with the with the men's four um, about whether if they'd had a repechage they, they might have been in a better place today than than qualifying straight through. I mean it was it was so it's good to see but um, you know that that women that women's four stepped on heat repechage final. And it was good to see that the that the uh, the men's eight did that today. You know, a really really decent step up, and certainly a really decent first half um, compared to their heat the other day. So I think you know if there's a if there's a progression there, then it, that could put them right in the mix. But you know, see, seeing the fact that New Zealand came through them in the second half, even in a tailwind, seeing that the US, I mean, it, I thought the US had got it on the line, but seeing that they they got that that close that late on, having pr- been probably a length down, um, that's still still a bit worrying. And probably the only the other crew that I would like to touch on, and, and be remiss not to, would be Emily and Imogen in the lightweight women's double. Clearly, another very strong gold medal prospect. You know, beating the the, the world best time. And I think Martin, you were telling me beforehand, the crew in the in the following semi final went and 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 beat that world best time. So. Clearly, a very competitive field, but two, but two crews Anna, in the following in the in the following race beat beat, beat their oh, world wow. best. Yeah, so it stood for stood for ten minutes. So Italy <laughs> okay, and the well, US I mean, both be... got that. Both got that. Uh, both beat the, that time. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing final. And, and and Anna, maybe if I if I come to you, clearly one of our gold medal prospects. Do do you think those girls can can win gold? I'll ask you straight out. Can you see gold in their future? I think they can. I think I think it's um, I think it's there for the taking. You know, the, the times on the on the sheet so show that there's there's three crews who who went faster than the world best time. I'm just looking at the at the times to my side. They're all within half a second of each other. You know, that's too close to call. I think what's really fascinating looking forward is you know today was this massive tail, and that will have flattered some crews and, and hindered others. And it's you know there will be some crews whom if the conditions are different on finals day, we'll have a really different result and there'll be some crews who are kind of very consistent across different conditions. Now, I don't know um, how the lightweight women's double um, go in, in different conditions because we just haven't seen, we just haven't seen the, the racing. Um, but this, you know, this strong tail favours the, the experienced and if they've gone fast, um, in that, then it kind of shows, you know, a, a, a fresh crew like they are could go could go even better in some in some steadier conditions. I think the crew that will be least affected by change of conditions will be the the men's eight. You know, it's the it's the biggest boat. They're kind of pretty stable. They don't tend to catch crabs and things like that in the in the men's eight. I think the women's pair will be really interesting because um, 
you know, Helen and Polly like to get out in front. Helen's always wanted, like to front end her races. She likes to get in control. She isn't able to do that quite um, in this combination. So she has these sort of scrappy, um, well, these scraps in the, in the second half. And you have to think for Helen, you know, for all of those years of experience that she's got, she's got a lot of experience of being out in front and controlling races. So she'll be learning herself as she goes through this regatta about being in the fight and playing that game and, and spreading their effort and energy, having to race in a slightly different way when they're a crew that um, can't just rely on being a length or two quicker than the rest of the, rest of the field. They rode so much better today in that, in that women's pair. They were um, much better, much better timed. In the, in the heat, thought there was a bit of, um, you know, two different ideas of what rate they should be going. <laughs> <laughs> and even in today, they, they just had a much clearer picture. And also technically, you know, as was said in the, in the, as we all heard in the commentary, um, you know, Helen sets up that boat beautifully. So for choppy, difficult conditions, that's going to, that's going to flatter them. So I think there's a big unknown for, um, for Helen and Polly. They need to, they need to race at, obviously at least as well as they've, they've raced today and, and see what randomness is in the mix. I think the men's eight are in a strong con condition, but I am, yeah, I'm most excited about that lightweight women's double because um, that would be, you know, an awesome snatch if they if they manage to um, if they manage to get on the podium there. Hundred percent. Uh, and then let's let's wrap this up and, and maybe let's do a quick fire round between the three of you, Nicola. I'll come to you first. To my calculation, we've obviously got you know the lightweight women's double, the women's pair, the men's eight, and then Vicky Thornley in, in the women's single skull left as medal prospects. What do you expect to be the results from those? Like, give me you know, a very quick download on, on what you expect to see. Um, I'd say men's eights I'd, on the podium, definitely. Um, I'd say gold or silver. I think um, there's, there's a lot of fighting going in there, but I, I reckon we've got it. Um, definitely gold or silver. Women's pair... Oof. Um, I, again, I think that's going to be a really big fight. There's there's a lot going on in there. I think if again, like Anna said, if they get it right um, and they really do learn from today and they're stepping on, then again that that could be on the podium. I'm, yeah, if may, maybe not gold, but I, I think we we could probably get a medal out of that. The lightweight women's double, um, I'd say again, like Anna, that's the I think that's the one um, that that could be be up right up there. Um, and then Vicky. Um, singles race, any anything can happen. I think she's, yeah, this is everything she's kind of wanted. So, um, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure with the, with the women's single. I think that would be quite a tough one. Um, and Anna broadly agreed with Nicola, or any major divergences? Yeah, I do. I think um, you know a, a medal would be a great result for the for the women's pair, um, given everything. I think the other crews might might you know be possibly capable of a, of, a, of a bit more than that i think for vicky um been watching her times you know she's capable of getting into that a final uh, she really is um she didn't show it in the um in the quarterfinals but i think that she's quite wise you know she's been uh, she's been around a while and she knows she she knows it's a long a long regatta and that it's a, it's about the final so i'm looking forward to seeing um what you know how she unfolds over over her last races uh, because I don't think she's shown us everything she's got yet. And Martin, the final word. 
um, you've got to beat medal prospects in order to get out of that that semi final um, that that Vicky's in. So there's there's, uh, there's her, there's Zeman from Canada who beat her in the um, beat her in the quarter final. There's Emma Twig, there's Lobnig from Austria. So that's a that's a cracking semi final tomorrow. And if I think whoever gets through that stands a really good chance of of, of getting medals. So uh, it'd be be interesting to see how she gets on there and and obviously if she if she gets through there then she, then she's in with in with a in with a decent shot um yeah the rest the rest of the way broadly i think i'd agree with everybody else is that there's there's medal chances there for the pair and the eight and uh that lightweight double um let's let's see if they can do what uh what hosking and copeland did and maybe they won't get on a stamp but uh but at least they'll get the gold around the neck well there we go that's a nice way to wrap things and, and there's certainly plenty of skin left in the game for Team GB in the rowing regatta, obviously with with three medal finals to come and, and a possibly a fourth through Vicky Thornley. So we'll be back tomorrow, bright and early, for another round of the debrief, our penultimate edition. But for now, this has been the debrief by British Rowing in association with Junior Row News. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>